Welcome to the Forstex Metric Minute brought to you by Ball Performance. I'm Kareem Drakawi, and in this upcoming series, we will closely examine the counter-movement jump and several of its key metrics. This information is intended to help practitioners better understand and leverage force plate test results. By the end of the series, we will have analyzed various movement strategies and explored training ideas, but we need to start with understanding a few key concepts. The first of which is eccentric peak velocity. Simply put, it's the maximum speed a person reaches while dropping down before a vertical jump. This power equation nicely summarizes the relationship between power, force, and velocity. Now from baseline, increasing velocity will naturally increase power. However, increasing downward velocity requires greater deceleration forces being put into the ground, thus increasing force as well. Therefore, increasing eccentric peak velocity will increase ground reaction forces, maximize elastic energy storage, and result in improved power and jump performance. We can use eccentric peak velocity to assess movement strategy and athlete readiness. Baseline testing easily determines an athlete's eccentric strategy and where improvements can be made. However, periodic testing may reveal changes in strategy when an individual moves significantly slower than previous tests. Common reasons for this include soreness, injury, or general dampening of the neuromuscular system due to fatigue or other factors. A simple take-home message is that eccentric peak velocity is a key metric that sets the tone early for the entire jump and is used to evaluate or monitor athletes. For more information, have a look at bald.com, send us an email, or reach out to us on any social media platform. Thank you. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have, whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, you'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world from everything from career advice to training modalities to programming, there's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash C-V-A-S-P-S, to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, CVAS family. Coach DeMeo, thanks for having me on My Thoughts Monday. Going for a nice little walk around facility and trying to pull off the, the walking and talking My Thoughts Monday like Coach Jay does so eloquently. So here's my stab at it. What I wanted to talk about today was bringing an athlete along who may not necessarily enjoy the weight room or might have some fears of how it can affect their performance on the field, on the court. Sometimes the guys in the football, soccer world, we get players that either didn't have a good experience or it wasn't part of their holistic training plan to get them going for a field session or for a game. And there's a few things that 
I really thought about during this COVID period where guys had to be adaptable and be open to new ideas and different ways to train in order to keep them in some sort of rhythm or uh, mentally keep them engaged while there's a lot of confusion and uncertainty out there. And it made me think back when the guys have returned now, how do we do our work? Uh, how do we keep pushing them players along so that those that weren't really into the gym before, we could kind of use that opportunity to bring them back on and say, let's, let's get a fresh start. Let's get them going. So I think one thing that's really important is that sometimes we get these guys that, like I said, they don't necessarily want to do the work, uh, not because they don't, they don't have the effort, but more because of the questions in their head or the preconceived notions they have of how that might affect their on-field performance. And so there's a few things we do. The first thing that I always think is really important is to be impatient to action, but also patient for results. And so all that means is that if a guy kind of gives you the window, the door to jump in and says, hey, I kind of want to be stronger here, or I feel like I'm weak in this movement, right away can we jump on that? I think a mistake that I've made in the past and that uh, some other coaches I've talked to have experienced the same thing. So they say, okay, it sounds good. Let me come up with a plan. Then tomorrow we're st we'll start. And I think that's a big missed opportunity there. I think what I found a lot of success in is acting right away, grabbing that guy, taking him to the gym, taking him out to the field, whatever it may be, and trying to take two or three things that we can walk them through, an exercise, a breathing routine, uh, show them something on their previous game that they were doing to see, okay, what were you actually talking about there? But act right away, start the process there, and then eventually we can go back and we can work on that program that night or that afternoon and come back and get them going. But being impatient to action, but also patient for the results, telling the guy, you know, this isn't an easy pill you're gonna take and it's gonna change everything, but we wanna make small steps to get to the goal that you want. It's what we think can best prepare you. So that's an easy one that we try to use in the, the quarantine period and everyone was at home was, could we act right away? A guy said, hey, I may not have this, this, and this. Uh, what am I gonna do? Call him up, FaceTime him right away. Here's what, we, uh, here's what we have for you. Here's what we're gonna walk through you with. We're gonna figure it out as we go sometimes too. We gotta be honest there. And so when they came back, if we we're starting some new routines, there's uh, certain protocols you have to abide by and a certain amount of guys in this room and that room and we just have to act quickly. Um, be honest with ourselves and make changes when we need to. I think another thing uh, to keep these guys going is uh, probably to lose the ego. And what I mean by that is that's more of the, the coaching ego. So, of course, uh, I'd like to be the one that is kind of engaging the athlete, taking them through whatever protocol that I think is best for them. You want stronger hamstrings, more resilient on the field. Here's how we're going to get there. But sometimes I think by losing the ego and letting them kind of guide me, uh, if they come in and say, here's a routine that I've done for the past 10 years. I do the same thing all the time. I like that, uh, it tends to help me out. I say, okay, take me through it. I had a player a few years ago that had this uh, core routine for their abs. They didn't wanna lift weights, but that's what they wanna do, their core routine. And so I said, okay, what if I do that with you for a few weeks, just let me join on, no strings attached. And uh, I got dirty with them. I rubbed some elbows, uh, suffered with them a little bit because it, yeah, it had the burn. It wasn't very easy. It was tough, but I worked with them. And three or four weeks go by, and then the athlete says, hey, do you have something you want to add in? I say, yeah, it'd be great. 
I added one exercise in the routine. So now the routine is still his routine, but one of my exercises jumped in. And we kind of kept that process going month after month after month. Still haven't lifted a weight. And by the end of the year, we actually have at least a set of anti-rotation, anti-flexion, anti-extension, some core movements that might be better suited for them and something they enjoy and they're going to keep on doing and there's consistency there. Long story of that is the short story is that uh, the athlete ended up engaging in some sort of SNC program, working on some leg strength, uh, some posterior chain strength that helped them out in the field. And it was a big success that took a lot longer than uh, I'd expect. But uh, like I said before, we have to be patient for those results. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. So that's kind of the second thing that uh, I think really helps to engage an athlete when you have someone that might be brand new or they're difficult. Uh, to jump into an SNC program, which is fine. They should have questions. I think the third thing that uh, I kind of would take away as I reflected is uh, the importance of breaking bread with people. We were just in this bubble in Orlando, and in the beginning, you you had to, you know, go through all these tests every single day. But eating together without a mask on probably wasn't the best thing. And so once you're there for a few weeks, that could start to happen a little bit more within your own your own bubble uh, within the team. And I think we realized how much we missed eating together, breaking bread together, having conversations. Uh, for me, that stuff can go a long way. And especially when you've got a weird year going on and uh, really no one's written the book on how to train in the pandemic. And if it's out there, I'd love to read it. But as we're still trying to figure out and be honest with ourselves, the athletes are having good conversations. Coaches are trying to figure stuff out. I think that was a really important one for us to get back and break bread together. And when we're in our normal times, whatever the new future looks like, that's something that I know goes a long way for us. So if after training and we have a meal room, uh, when that is possible to break bread with the guy, eat with them. I know there's a to-go system right now, but uh, the more that we can get that in the future, that's important. Uh, sometimes that means calling a guy and FaceTime when I'm at home and he's somewhere else and eating dinner with him through FaceTime and having a conversation. There's something about sharing food with people and obviously it's better in person, but right now it's gotta be more virtual. That uh, helps build that relationship. You don't just talk S and C, you don't just talk the field or the game. You, you tend to talk uh, about life and what's going on with them. And when that relationship is built there, that kind of helps the platform to build off of uh, when you do want to talk SNC or uh, you're struggling to get a certain thing out of them and you say, hey, you know, I kind of know what your end goals are. We've had some good conversations. Here's how we can get there. Uh, it's helped me out a lot, especially in the past pre-COVID is always breaking bread with the guys, trying to have breakfast with some different people, not just staying at one table the whole time. Uh, and I think something at the club, Matt LAFC, they do a good job of uh, just naturally guys eat with different people, uh, different staff, soccer operations, different players. When guests come in, it's a pretty cool thing to see how uh, there's a community of how people eat together and have some good conversations. So those are kind of the big takeaways. Uh, impatient to action, but patient to results. Losing the ego, which you've heard a lot about, but in this case, that actually means that I'm not the one guiding the ship part of the time. And people are going to say, oh, it's crazy. That's not the way that I was taught uh, S and C. And that's fine. You know, there's different ways to do stuff. 
and then of course breaking bread with people. Uh, some call it rubbing elbows together, whatever you wanna wanna say how how it is. So uh, those are some things that have helped. And this time especially is to get the athletes into a newer routine or help them to figure out what does this new future look like for training and also get back into the essence of what we think will help them on the field. And ultimately training is the most important thing. So getting the train every day, be healthy, uh, that's the goal. So Coach DeMeo, thank you for your time. Thanks for letting me share a little bit with your community. Hope everyone's doing good. Peace.